Get to Old Navy now because this week only there's a new red hot deal every single day. Plus up to 50% off store wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in store. So hurry in and get today's wow worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in store only. One time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry. Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Think It Ain't Illegal Yet. I'm your host, St. Clinton. On this show, we'll be playing some poetry, spoken words. And other things about political and social issues going on around the world, both past, present, and future, which will hopefully make you think. is unspeakable to boast. Who are these fathers, uncles, sons who dare to act as host to such atrocity? 
The horror of it stultifies how anyone can justify, promote their cause or win their fight by blowing up children to incite their enemy to surrender. No man, no woman on this earth has the right to force their worth by torturing those youthful souls to use as bait and force control in the name of God or Allah. The blood of children stains their hands, eroding evolution's sands of time and growing rot. Condemn you, out damn spot. You are in blood, stepped in so far that you should wade no more. May they never sleep again, those wretched satanistic men, those members of the human race, with so much blood upon their face would shame their mother's mother. Commit them to repent their sins, remind them nightly in their dreams, no more for them the promised land, no peace of mind, no joyful hand of kindness or of lover. And so I pray to my great spirit, somewhere in the realms of good, search my soul for forces in it to preserve the world's childhood from such malignity. Confused and angry as I weep, I pray your souls for God to keep. I cannot, will not understand the evil posture of command to kill in the name of any God. And for those children, suffer them to come to her with gentle arms, not arms of war. There's enough food on this planet to feed everybody. Rich people getting richer, poor people getting poorer, people starving to death and dying. No work, with no food, with no water. Corporate greed decimating the planet, robbing it of its natural resources, killing all the wildlife, destroying the seas, destroying the rivers, destroying the land. Time to stop this assault on the earth. Time to stop this destruction of humanity. Time to stop this destruction of human values, of human decency of helping our neighbors time to stop these people who are rushing into headlong destruction of the planet and the earth and the destruction of humanity causing more and more poverty because of their corporate greed decimating the rivers the waters the seas the forests causing more and more poverty and whole ghost towns of towns and villages in order to rob the land of its natural resources destroying humanity allowing more and more people to go without food, to go hungry, this obscene wealth, this obscene greed. Time to take the money off these obscenely rich people and redistribute it among the poor to feed the earth. Trillions and trillions of dollars going into offshore accounts to avoid taxation. All that money could help to feed the poor, could help to rebuild the ecosystem, could help to sustain life as more and more of humanity are treated like garbage and allowed to die and starve and go without food, robbing them of any sort of pride of who they are, of their own self-worth, destroying humanity. These obscenely rich people need to be stopped now, before it's too late. It is time to stop the obscenely rich from gaining more and more wealth, from robbing the earth of more and more of its resources, from destroying humanity. It's time to stop this now. Time to stop this corporate greed now. 
time to put an end to all these greedy people. Obama is no longer president. You might cry, you might be happy, but let's think for a moment about the environmental legacy he leaves behind. At home, Obama worked to lower emissions of greenhouse gases from cars and power plants, he's boosted renewable energy and set new records for protected public land. On the international level, he has spearheaded climate deals like the Paris Accord, an agreement among nearly 200 nations to lower carbon emissions in the fight against climate change. The new president of the United States, Donald Trump, has vowed to dismantle all back. For the next four years, when it comes to climate policy, the place to watch isn't the White House, it's the courtroom. The courts is really the area of last resort for a lot of environmental groups and a lot of states that have supported the Obama administration agenda. A lot of environmental groups are gearing up to fight any anti-climate action by the Trump administration already. People are fully staffed up and fully ready to hit the green go button on litigation. Trump's record on the environment already isn't great. I mean, he said climate change is a hoax, and his actions so far don't bode well. He nominated ExxonMobil CEO Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State. His pick for the head of the Environmental Protection Agency is Scott Pruitt, a man who sued the EPA over environmental regulations. His transition team also sent a questionnaire to the Department of Energy asking for the names of employees who worked on climate policy. That's really intimidating, even if Trump's team later said the questionnaire was not authorized. Most importantly, Trump vowed to scrap the Clean Power Plan, Obama's signature policy to reduce CO2 emissions. But rolling back the CPP won't be that easy. In fact, a lot of people are already trying. Two dozen states and industry groups have sued the EPA, arguing that it overstepped its authority under the Clean Air Act. If Trump's CPA tries to halt that lawsuit before a ruling is reached, several other states have vowed to sue the administration. The EPA has to follow the Clean Air Act and regulate air pollutants in the US. And in 2007, the Supreme Court ruled that greenhouse gases like CO2 are air pollutants under that law. In 2009, the EPA determined that greenhouse gases like CO2 endanger people's health and welfare. If Trump's EPA declares that greenhouse gas emissions are dangerous to the public, environmental groups would sue and probably win because... I, I, you know, I think it would be really difficult at this stage to argue in a legally defensible manner that there is not endangerment given what we're seeing with the Greenland ice melt, Antarctica, the more frequent storms or more frequent severe storms, I should say precipitation, changes, drought, many, many of which have been connected to human responsibility for CO2 and other climate-related emissions. In short, global warming. The courts are likely to hear cases on a host of other environmental issues. If endangered species aren't protected under the Endangered Species Act, environmental groups could sue the government for inaction. If Trump decides to undo some of the national monuments named by Obama under the Antiquities Act, that could also wind up in the courts. How the courts will rule is difficult to predict. Trump will be able to appoint a new Supreme Court justice, skewing the balance to the conservative side. Environmentalists also worry about some 100-plus judicial vacancies that Trump will be able to fill with his appointees. The Supreme Court will get a lot of attention, but the federal courts pose a much more immediate opportunity. A couple of openings are at the Second Circuit, which has ruled on water pollution before. Other openings are at the Ninth Circuit, which is important for endangered species cases. I think the Trump administration can do many damaging things 
But ultimately, the law is on our side, so we'll win cases if we have to bring them against these rollbacks. And we'll also find that they lose in the court of public opinion, because the public is in favor of these things, not against them. Big orange lie. When you got big power, you can tell a big lie. Repeat it often, and the truth will die. You can invent your own alternative facts. You can make up all kinds of crazy crap. Up is down, good is bad, right is wrong, and happy is sad. War is peace, and love is hate. Repeat it often. And they'll take the bait. Some are too dumb to ever know. Some are too scared to just say no. Some want the power you bestow. And some just want the blood to flow. So, stand up, my friend. Shout it to the end. Shout to the mountains, shout to the sky, shout to the deep blue sea. We're mad as hell. We're the majority. You're not the boss of me. When you got big power, you can destroy the truth. You could make up stuff and call it real news. If they call it fake. You call them liars. If they persist, you get out the pliers. Pull their fingernails one by one. If they don't submit, you get out your gun. Some are too dumb to ever know. Some are too scared to just say no. Some want the power you bestow. And some just want the blood to flow. All I need is your arms, a soft hiding place, a warm embrace to escape America's blues. I need a woman's understanding, your intuition. Take me away from all the madness, the crime, the corruption, the abduction of justice and equality. I am in search of rivers of reason, oceans of wisdom, a collection of voices who understand sanity and the dismantling of humanity. Will you be my angel? Will you be my sage, my savior? My savior. My savior. My savior. I am too engaged in politics and poverty, in pending prison terms, in biased news reporting, and the miseducation of our children. In religion, wars overseas, the dying innocent, overblown rhetoric, mediocrity, hypocrisy. I need your heart as a safe space. I yearn for solitude from all the missed opportunities for peace and progress. To have you in this way, I'd be blessed. I protest all of these injustices. 
I stand with the 1%, even the downtrodden other countries and continents. Not to mention this great recession, starving children, women and men stealing. The blues is revealing. It sings a long song of suffering, stanzas heavy with tears and struggle. The blues will make you hustle in ways you never dreamt of. I need a break. I need an escape. Your presence would help. I can't do this by myself. I am only an island surrounded by pain and heartache. You are the opposite of those blues, ladies. I need every inch of the soul you can't provide. King and I were first in Jerusalem. We rented a car and drove from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And as soon as we got on that road, I said to my wife, I can see why Jesus used this as the setting for his parable. It's a winding, meandering road. It's really conducive for ambushing. You start out in Jerusalem, which is about 1,200 miles, or rather 1,200 feet above sea level. And by the time you get down to Jericho, 15 or 20 minutes later, you're about 2,200 feet below sea level. That's a dangerous road. In the days of Jesus, it came to be known as the bloody path. You know, it's possible that the priest and the Levite looked over that man on the ground and wondered if the robbers were still around. Or it's possible that they felt that the man on the ground was merely faking. And he was acting like he had been robbed and hurt in order to seize them over there, love them there for quick and easy seizure. And so the first question that the priest asked, the first question that the Levite asked was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But then the Good Samaritan came by, and he reversed the question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? That's the question before you tonight. Not if I stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to my job? Not if I stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to all of the hours that I usually spend in my office every day and every week as a pastor? The question is not if I stop to help this man in need, what will happen to me? The question is if I do not stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to them? That's the question. Let us rise up tonight with a greater readiness. Let us stand 
with a greater determination and let us move on. In these powerful days, these days of challenge, to make America what it ought to be, we have an opportunity to make America a better nation. And I want to thank God once more for allowing me to be here with you. You know, several years ago I was in New York City autographing the first book that I had written. And while sitting there autographing books, a black woman came up. The only question I heard from her was, you, Martin Luther King, and I was looking down writing, and I said, yes. The next minute, I felt something beating on my chest. Before I knew it, I had been stabbed by this demented woman. I was rushed to Harlem Hospital. It was a dark Saturday afternoon. That blade that the tip of the blade was on the edge of my aorta, the main artery. And once that's punctured, you're drowned in your own blood. That's the end of you. It came out in the New York Times the next morning that if I had merely sneezed, I would have died. Well, about four days later, they allowed me, after the operation, after my chest had been opened and the blade had been taken out to move around in the wheelchair in the hospital, they allowed me to read some of the mail that came in and from all over the states and the world, kind letters came in. I read a few, but one of them I will never forget. I had received one from the president and the vice president. I've forgotten what those telegrams said. I had received a visit and a letter from the governor of New York, but I've forgotten what that letter said. But there was another letter that came from a little girl, a young girl, who was a student at the White Plains High School. And I looked at that letter, and I'll never forget it. It said simply, Dear Dr. King, I am a ninth grade student at the White Plains High School. She said, while it should not matter, I would like to mention that I'm a white girl. I read in the paper of your misfortune and of your suffering. And I read that if you had sneezed, you would have died. I'm simply writing you to say that I'm so happy that you didn't sneeze. And I want to say tonight, I want to say tonight that I too am happy that I didn't sneeze because if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1960 when students all over the South started sitting in at lunch counters. And I knew that as they were sitting in, they were really standing up for the best in the American dream, 
and taken the whole nation back to those great wells of democracy which were dug deep by the founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1961 when we decided to take a ride for freedom and ended segregation in interstate travel. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1962 when Negroes in Albany, Georgia, decided to straighten their backs up. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is bent. If I had sneezed, I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been here in 1963. And the black people of Birmingham, Alabama, aroused the conscience of this nation and brought into being the Civil Rights Bill. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have had a chance later that year in August to try to tell America about a dream that I had had. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been down in Selma, Alabama, to see the bread movement there if I had sneezed. I wouldn't have been in Memphis to see a community rally around those brothers and sisters who are suffering. I'm so happy that I didn't sneeze. And they were telling me. Now it doesn't matter now. It really doesn't matter what happens now. I left Atlanta this morning, and as we got started on the plane, there were six of us. The pilot said over the public address system, we are sorry for the delay. But we have Dr. Martin Luther King on the plane. And to be sure that all of the bags were checked, and to be sure that nothing would be wrong on the plane, we had to check out everything carefully. And we've had the plane protected and guarded all night. And then I got into Memphis. And some began to say the threats. I talk about the threats that were out. Uh, what would happen to me from some of our sick white brothers. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now, because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life, longevity, has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And He's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land.
So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Zane Clinton. I just wanted to drop in real quick and say thank you for listening to this show. Whether you listen through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Plus, Player FM, or any other way, I just want to say thank you. Yeah. Glad to the sun, our time, our time has come, has come. Syllables, thoughts, thoughts, syllables. This is poetry, this is promise, purpose. We're poetic for a reason. We reason, we reason with the rhyme. Three seasoned souls bringing our spice into melodies. It is now time for thinking, thinking about love, life, leisure, elevation, growing, knowing, breathing, being, truly seeing what's going on. In a pot, we add ingredients most overlooked. Look, look, look deep inside for the answers. We're here to answer your most trying questions or let you know of our life's lessons. These talents of ours are a blessing, a blessing. Ladder to the sun, our time, our time has come, has come. Syllables, thoughts, thoughts, syllables. Praise the mind that thinks in time and the heart that outswims the sharks. This is the lost art of delivery, delivering higher pedigree back to entertainment. We've spoken, we've woven our stories over these beats. Beating back any negative or regressive energy Take a listen, take a moment to let it all sink in This is a new season, breathe in, relax Compare the lack of truth out there to the facts We're here to help, ladder to the sun Our time, our time, our time, our time has come Trump's 1984 Patriot. The Patriot Citizens for Religious Freedom Act. Up is down, left is right, right is wrong, and the egg is cracked. The Patriot Citizens for Religious Freedom Act. Down is up, right is left, wrong is right and your brain is hacked. When they want to make a law to restrict your liberty, they'll name it just the opposite, something more warm and fuzzy. They think your liberty needs to be restrained so that you can be truly free. Doublethink starts working on your brain. Let's call that freedom foxity. When they want to make a law to invade your privacy, they'll name it quite the opposite. Something, oh, so yummy. They think your secrets need to be surveilled to keep your privacy unveiled. Doublethink is alive and well. Let's call that patriosity. Dear Mr. Orwell, may we call you George? It took a little longer, but it's 1984. 
when they want to make a law to impose their own belief, they'll call it something different, just like any common thief. Do you vote for wolves disguised in sheep's clothing because you think they eat the same thing you're loathing? That's doublethink, you see. They call it religiosity. When they want to pretend that they speak for you and me, they'll do that oh so surreptitiously. Do you think they have your happiness in mind? Do you really think your interests are aligned? That's when doublethink really shines. They call that bourgeoisity. Dear Mr. Orwell, may we call you George? It took a little longer, but it's 1984. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. Before you make your way, ask the stars for light, and ask the clouds for kindness, ask the winds to spur you on, say goodbye to cosmos. To sunbeams, say farewell. Find regards to people. Take leave of reality. Wear your longest coat. And put on your hiking boots. Bring with you a loaf of bread, 
and a flask full of wine. March on the road of destiny until you reach the weeping willow. Ask it to tell you the story of time and men all at its hands. Take the high road of affection. You shall come to the orchid of devotion. Pour her some wine and kiss her petals. And she will show you the way. Walk toward the sound of rapture. And you will see the tree of life. Climb the ladder to the lovebird and give her some bread. When you reached the Valley of Pride, look for the River of Solitude. There you will find a raft made of broken hearts. Tie your coat to the mast and sail on. You will come to an ocean of tears. At the end of that ocean, on the beach of dejection, under the buoyant shade of longing hut, you will find me. Glad to have seen you again. It's coming through a hole in the air from those nights in Tiananmen Square. It's coming from the feel that this ain't exactly real, or it's real, but it ain't exactly there from the wars against disorder, from the sirens night and day, from the fires of the homeless, from the ashes of the gay, democracy is coming to the USA. It's coming through a crack in the wall, on the visionary flood of alcohol, from the staggering account of the Sermon on the Mount, which I don't pretend to understand at all. It's coming from the silence, on the dock of the bay, from the brave, the bold, the battered heart of Chevrolet. Democracy is coming to the USA. It's coming from the sorrow in the street, the holy places where the races meet, from the homicidal bitchin that goes down in every kitchen to determine who will serve and who will eat, from the wells of disappointment where the women kneel to pray for the grace of God in the desert here and the desert far away. Democracy is coming to the USA. Sail on, sail on, O mighty ship of state, to the shores of need, past the reefs of greed, through the squills of hate, 
Sail on, sail on, sail on, sail on. It's coming to America first, the cradle of the best and of the worst. It's here they got the range and the machinery for change, and it's here they got the spiritual thirst. It's here the family's broken, and it's here the lonely say that the heart has got to open in a fundamental way. Democracy is coming to the USA. It's coming from the women and the men. Oh, baby, we'll be making love again. We'll be going down so deep. The river's going to weep, and the mountain's going to shout, Amen. It's coming like the tidal flood beneath a lunar sway, imperial, mysterious, in amorous array. Democracy is coming to the USA. Sail on, sail on. I'm sentimental, if you know what I mean. I love the country, but I can't stand the scene. And I'm neither left or right. I'm just staying home tonight, getting lost in that hopeless little screen. But I'm stubborn at those garbage bags that time cannot decay. I'm junk, but I'm still... I have a dream. This little wild bouquet. That one day... This nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream.
a dream. One day, this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. I have a dream. I have a dream. self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream. Existence. 
This afternoon, following a series of threats. Get to Old Navy now, because this week only, there's a new Red Hot deal every single day. Plus up to 50% off store-wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in-store. So hurry in and get today's wow-worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19, select styles only. $10 off valid in-store only. One-time use excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry. 
Get to Old Navy now because this week only there's a new red hot deal every single day. Plus up to 50% off store wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in store. So hurry in and get today's wow worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in store only. One time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry.